It's episode 31 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Emma Waterford. Emma Waterford, welcome to the Improv London podcast. Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You've got I'm no. I'm just waiting myself. You just waited, I'm moving back now. <laughs> Where should we begin? <laughs> Where should we begin? Right. Well, I've done pictures. So, um, Brilliant. That's a start, isn't it? We've got a we've got a picture of a cloud. <laughs> Two pictures of clouds, which is very nice. Um, we could um, yes. Should we? Um, I feel I'm worried that I've forgotten how to do this. Okay. <laughs> I've um, done 30 episodes of this, right. and now I'm worried that I've forgotten how to do it. Okay, well, first off, you haven't. Oh, thank you. Um, stop overthinking. Okay, yes, um, that's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. Right, okay, I'll stop overthinking. I mean, would you like me to interview you with that? Uh, actually, that's harder, because when people... Because I'm used to asking the questions, yeah. and then if someone asks me a question, I'm like, ooh, oh, my brain... My brain wasn't organised that way. My brain was organised the other way. Oh, and that's that, interesting. Yes. Like you, you're more, so you're more comfortable asking? Yes. Than, oh. um, because asking is kind of easy because you're listening really carefully to what the other person's saying, uh, which is very important for improv as well as improv <laughs> podcasts. Um, and then you're sort of storing things away so that if the other person comes to a natural stop, you can ask them to re-explore something. Which again is very important to improv as well, isn't it? Yes. Put something in your back pocket yes. to use later on. That's right, yes. I'm thinking, I'm yeah. looking out for the shiny thing yes. that I can yeah. then reintroduce if there's yeah. an opportunity, yes. Um, and But if there isn't, I just sit here and enjoy what the person's saying. That's nice. And drink tea. <laughs> and drink tea. Drink tea. There, is no lo- there is no lose in this scenario. <laughs> Apart from I've just said way too much, so. <laughs> this is supposed Maybe to be about I am you. reversing the rules. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> You've hijacked the podcast, and now you're going to. I am. Hello and welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it? Do you want it? <laughs> you want it? I've done thirty episodes. <laughs> is that not enough? Why not? It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. You're right. It's not enough. No. 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 <laughs> Well, so let's begin. Because uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to put this out tomorrow. Sorry. No, no, yeah. it's not your fault, it's entirely my fault. It's entirely my fault. <laughs> I thought, well, I'll record this now, I'll put this out tomorrow, that's fine, it won't require much That's editing. Quick turnaround, isn't it? Well, yeah, Wednesday's the date comes out. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. I mean, Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> not giving you much time. <laughs> it's not your fault. Should, should I talk quicker? <laughs> 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 we should talk about you. That'd okay, be nice. Right, yes. right. Sorry, okay. Right, so, uh, what I thought we'd do is let's talk about classic Andy. Yes. To start with. Yes. And then we can go back and explore your uh, where you started performing, and then all the, you do lots of exciting things. Well, I, I like to think I do. I try to. I try to. Um, so yes, I'm part of a group called Classic Andy. 
and we do a long form improv and it's kind of free form so um but we take inspiration from the audience obviously that's nice um and we find a thing we talk to the audience and we find a thing um that's either classically them or they have we ask them to think about a friend and if there's something classic about that friend then we use that as the inspiration like um i often dance at bus stops so if someone saw me doing that, they'd be like, that's classic Emma. And so that we, we kind of are able to get lots of information about what the person does that's classically them, but also um, what the relationships are between the two people generally and, you know, just little quirks. It's quite fun. Yes. It's quite, it's quite, it can be quite dense, actually, some, the amount of material that comes out. Yes. Sometimes audience members are like, oh. Just need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Still going, okay, yeah, we've got loads. <laughs> oh, no, keep going. We've really got hours to perform. You've given us enough, uh, yes. But, but it's, it's nice brilliant. It's a, we really enjoy it. Yeah. It's nice that if, you know, you're helping people to share and they, you know, they can express themselves in a way that perhaps they couldn't normally. I mean, I think we're probably doing a service to community. If that's, I mean, I'll let the others know. Yeah. <laughs> but we really, we do really like how it, the ideas that the audience give us. It, it's brilliant. It's so much fun to work with. And so, where did the idea of getting the classic thing about an audience member or their friend come from? Well, it kind of came from the name, really. Oh, the name um, came first. The name came first, and the name was based on a rehearsal room that we used to kind of. Frequent uh, rehearsing. Something <laughs> dodgy. Um, yeah, we, we didn't rehearse there, but we did frequent it quite and, a lot. Um, the person that would do the booking on the other end of the telephone was always called Andy, and uh -huh. so it was always like, "Oh, classic Andy, that's uh -huh. nice. How's Andy? Oh, great." And that's what you know. That's how we got our name. <laughs> right, brilliant. This <laughs> just you know the lovely guy that did all the bookings on the telephone. Does he us. know that he? Yeah, is, no, no. No. Well, I don't think he does. I don't think he even knows who we are, really, oh. to be honest. But that's how we became Classic Andy. And then when it came to kind of working out how to get ideas from the audience, it seemed a natural, oh, natural yeah. kind of extension oh, to the name. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. So how did you all meet? We all met on Hoopla classes, oh, wow. actually. Um, I think uh, half of us did, uh, well, we've all done the beginners course, but I think we're in two separate um, groups. And then we kind of came together yeah, for the performance point. course. And um, yeah, over the... I think we formed mid-2015, and we've just been playing and doing shows ever since. And kind of changing team shape as things, you know, progress, things like that. But we're, yeah, we're just a happy family now. A happy family, marvellous. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking though the other day. I was saying that um, I'm so, it's so lovely to A, have made such amazing friends, but B, the fact that you see your friends every, once a week, I mean yes. we rehearse every Thursday, so to see your friends every Thursday yes. is such a treat, yes. and to hang out with people that you genuinely love <laughs> every Thursday is a, it's a real joy, and yes. where, like, London's so crazy that I see Classic Candy more than I see like friends I've known for years, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. there's just something rather wonderful about knowing you're going to have a really lovely time every Thursday. Yes. <laughs> Even when you're tired or whatever, <laughs> you turn up, you'll have fun. Yeah, yeah. That's, in, that's improv, isn't it, really? For that's, improv. that's improv. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting what you're saying about how having a structure and sort of seeing people because you've got that structure in place to always see them and how, you know, you get to be an adult somehow, you know, yeah. six months go by and you haven't seen, you know, people. I know. Yeah, so we try and get everyone to come to improv. Hooray! Brilliant, that's <laughs> what we need to do. for a long time. Come on down, <laughs> to the class, and then I might see you a bit more. <laughs> 
so uh, you say you do free form. Yes. So there are no there's no structure at all, or um, not really. No, um, we use the audience. No, <laughs> we just go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we use the audience ideas for like. Do you hate um, people that use structure? Do you think they're no, weak? No, not at all. Not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know why we, I mean, we, we've got a show coming up in Camden. No, not, I don't hate anyone. Brilliant. It's generally in life, but especially not in But we have a show coming up in um, Camden Fringe Festival, and for that show we'll do our normal set, and then for the second half we'll do the living room. So we do kind of do formats as well. But what we tend to do with audience um, ideas, we, we just use ideas for the scenes but then we also do scenes off those scenes uh, right. they might not necessarily be connected to what the audience member said but they've been inspired by scenes inspired by the audience right oh, yes blimey. <laughs> did that come out right yeah i think, I think that was right yes. that was right so that way and then we try to we do do callbacks and we do um scene like we bring characters back in that were say in the first scene you know we, we include all of those elements mm. And so it, it does feel like a nice unit, hopefully, at the end of the set. And people go, wow, they remembered that. And, oh, that person's gone back. So, yeah. That has been the thing that I've learned most recently about improv, is that just if you can remember stuff, people think you're really amazing. Yes. Isn't it brilliant? Yeah. yeah. And it's also, you don't necessarily have to remember everything. Yeah, just yeah. Just those tiny little yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah, really nice. if you can just get it for the first 30 seconds and then it's in there and you just have to mention like a name or something like that and goes, yes. yay, yeah. they remembered the name, because names are hard to remember. I agree, and I'm someone that has to visually like write it on a fake piece of paper, put it in my fake bag really? pocket. Really? Like, because I, I do forget things yes. in life generally very quickly, hence why I've written yes. my life down on pieces of paper. <laughs> and, so if I, I can then kind of like, oh, that character, what was their name? Go to the little piece of paper really? in my pretend pocket. That's it. Yeah, I, I can picture. Oh, wow. But I can't necessarily remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I was reading something about how our brains are designed to think rather than store information. So, oh. um, you know, they're really good, you know, computing, but actually for recording stuff. So my bad memory means I'm really good at thinking. That's right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> totally using that, you know. <laughs> when I'm late, when I've got an appointment, I'm like, I've just been thinking yeah. really hard. There's a little lot of thoughts so, going on here, so, you know. <laughs> Brilliant, you've just got me out of so many awkward situations, this um, So, um, you mentioned the living room. Yes. How does the living room work? Well, the living room is when you um, try to set up a sofa, basically, on stage. and. Will you have a sofa? Well, hopefully. What we'll probably have is chairs, and I'm making lots of lovely cushions. You're making lovely cushions? Yes. Oh, wow. And we'll put those on the chairs to make it look like a sofa, because you want it to be comfortable. Yes. And there's also something quite fun about people clambering up out of um, out of a sofa like to yes. on the sofa. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you um <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine <laughs> you'd made a big pile of cushions and they were clambering out the cushions that at the might start be there. Really That's, a little... do that. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so the the living room is, is based on your own experiences. So you're talking about things um, that are true, that have happened in your own life and then when other members of the team are inspired by that, then they'll get up straight away and do a little section of right. the scene inspired by that. Yes. Um, not necessarily the exact topic, but right. something that has inspired that topic. And it's often taking it to an extreme or you know, 
it's really good. If you actually, for more information on the living room, Katie Shute has just done an amazing guide to it. Um, I should put a link I in the show notes. I, was say, I can't remember her website right now, but it's probably her name. Yes. Com, yes. And it's it, it's a really good blog. It's a really good kind of crib sheet to a living room. It's great because she's our coach. You see, because ah, right. Yeah, she's our brilliant coach. I've seen pictures online of drinking champagne. <laughs> Yeah, that's just not normal. Does that happen yeah, every is that, is that every rehearsal? It's like <laughs> I can see why you have such a good time with your friends if you like. We don't remember any of the rehearsals. <laughs> we know we've had fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was a one-off that particular night. But why not? We had it in. We were around Gentiles. It was lovely. <laughs> it was such a fun evening. That was um, that particular night. We'd done this whole set. She'd done this wonderful set. Um, where we were just finding the fun again in improv. Correct. Yeah, and um, we just played games and we, we all wrote down our favourite warm-up games and oh, we right. picked yes. them out of the hat. Yes. And it's really, it's really um, important, I think, to do that now and then, to just get back into, like, not get bogged down by, um, okay, we need to practice that and practice that and right. let's try that, but just to kind of inject that, oh, let's just have a fun night. Because <laughs> improv is always fun. Like it always is, but it, it was nice to sometimes go back to like the real basics yes. and stuff like that. And that was a great, that was a great night. Cool. <laughs> so we had champagne at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a natural way to finish the rehearsal. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, what is your favourite warm up then? What, what did you write down on the card? <laughs> I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. Oh, really? It's um, two aubergines. Ah, there right, yes. Two aubergines. What would you do <laughs> with two aubergines? Two aubergines. One I would plant. In the garden, the other I would eat with a lard on. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was nearly going somewhere else with that, wasn't I? Yeah. Perfect. Yes, that's a wonderful example of it. Two aubergines. Yeah, two that's aubergines. Mine. That's your favourite. Favourite. I don't know why. Don't know. <laughs> right, because that's going to be my next question. Right. I don't why know. is that your favourite? Because I went to an all-girls school. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just like it. I'm, I also like the fact I'm not very good at it. So like that quick, like trying to get a rhyme. It just makes you say whatever word yes. works and without editing, without that kind of, oh, I'll say it silly. You've just got to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the main reasons I started yeah. doing improv because I've always been quite shy, particularly when I was younger. And it was just a way of breaking through that shyness and going, just be silly on stage, just enjoy yourself, don't care how you look, just go headlong into every scene and or whatever character yeah. you're doing and being shy is not important just get rid of that <laughs> just go on and have fun so that kind of like that not editing before I speak I think that's quite a good game for me yes um, yes so was Hoopla your first experience of improv it was yeah yes. I did the Hoopla beginners and then the Hoopla performance and I think I did another one I can't remember and then I did a Hoopla stand up course as well oh, so it's cool. I've done a few a few varied things we'll come back to the stand, <laughs> okay. stand up course I'll just write that and put it in my pretend back pocket. Yes, I'm going to start doing that now. Um, because I just want to talk a little bit more about Classic Andy. And um, what is the what role do you play in Classic Andy? What is Classic Emma in Classic Andy? Uh, oh, my God. Stuart um, is very pleased with himself yeah, at this yeah, moment. I mean, I hadn't prepared that at all, but that was, that was... That's probably... I might have to give up now, because I think that's possibly... As good as it's going to get. <laughs> um, I have been told that I help bring, like, not a, um, 
I can do extreme characters, but that are also quite grounded. Right. So um, if the scene is going in a direction that might be um, like getting quite, then I can help to ground it. Oh, wow. I think that might be my input. That's good. That's good. You know, I've never really thought about my, my input. I'll, I'll go home and do some homework on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think that might be that might be it. Fair enough. That sounds a valuable thing. Uh, that also sounds like I walk into a scene and just like flatten it a bit. Like, <laughs> Come guys, let's bring this out. Let's not get the express train to Crazy Town. <laughs> go there, but let's just take the local routes. Um, it's a good thing to be able to do. So, is that something you've deliberately tried to do? Or is it just something that's happened organically? I think it's just happened organically. Right. I think um, I from because I've got an acting background, I think what I do automatically is to try and find a truth in right. a scene. Yes. So that might be what I'm doing. I'm walking on and finding like, what's real, that's real, and working on that. Which does mean I can sometimes veer towards um, lower, like more downbeat scenes. I have to be aware of keeping my energy up. Yes. If I can get a bit too, not necessarily negative, yeah. but I can make things a bit too serious. Really? Sometimes I can walk on and just happily have a, a ten minute you know, really heart-to-heart -heart conversation and then kind of forget we're doing a comedy night. <laughs> but I mean, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think it's much more effective if you've got somebody that can bring along that sort of weight to a scene. And then, you know, somebody else can come along and then it's like, oh, it's, we're laughing again. But it's well, like... that's the brilliant thing. Like, I'm so lucky being in Classic Andy because I can, <laughs> I can walk on and be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But everyone else would just, like, they all have such amazing input and such amazing energy that it, we do kind of bounce off each other and it yes. balances out the scenes really well, I hope. And I think, yes. I think they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, everyone has, I like the fact that everyone has a slightly different input into the group and just brings different energies and like Rich is really physical, um, James Whitaker has the energy of 10 million people in one person, like it, it's, everyone has their own, their own thing, it, it's really good. Yes, one of the things I like about Classic Andy, and this is true of bands as well, is that um, everyone's different, they've mm. all got their own characters, um, but they seem like they're part of the same group, and that applies to kind of bands as well. Yes. So I don't want I don't want everyone to walk on and be exactly the same, mm. but I want them to feel like they're a coherent whole. Yes, well, that's what we try and do. Thank you. Here it's working. <laughs> yeah, and we genuinely care about each other, and we genuinely support each other yeah. on stage and off stage. Like, yeah. I think that's the other nice thing. Like that, yeah. I know that even if I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I am or who I am yet. They've got my back. Yeah. Is that in life or in improv? Actually, both. Brilliant. Yeah, both now. How handy. <laughs> yeah, like because um, we all do different bits on the side, and you know, we all try and support each other and go and watch each other's shows, and that's really lovely. It's it's really nice to, to know they're there for you. you know? It's really lovely. Yes, it's really lovely. Yeah. Um, so talking about these bits on the side. <laughs> Let's talk about some of your other things that you do. My other things. Well, um, before... Oh, right, let's, let me look at my little sheet here. So I was an actress, I am an actress. And so I do plays and I do um, bits and pieces like uh, new writing, productions, things like that. I do those quite regularly, which is wonderful. 
um, at the Brocky Jack Theatre, which is great. Wonderful director, Roberta Zuri, if I'm allowed to say her name. Yes, please do. Um, and then I've also started <laughs> trying to do stand-up. Wow. So I still laugh when I say that I'm doing it. <laughs> You're making yourself laugh about it. I know, but I can't just laugh. It just can't be me laughing, which unfortunately it is. <laughs> so I did um, yes. stand-up comedy as myself. Right. And now I'm doing it as a character. Right. I'm, I'm trying to write more character comedy. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, so you started off um, as yourself. I so did a course doing it as myself. Yes. Right, okay. So when you did it as yourself... Just once, the end of course show. Really, is it just the yeah. once? And that was a, and then thought, I, I want to do characters. Yes. Why Why characters well, rather I, than you? you? Um, I still don't think I'm quite ready to be me right. on stage. Okay. I know even when you're a stand-up, there's always an element of character yes. in it. Um, but I think, I think I just worry about being rude or something like that. You and worry I about being rude? I was a little bit rude. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I might just say that as a character. I might just use that as like, but say it's someone else is doing it. Right, okay, rude. that's really interesting. So, um, classic Emma finds it difficult to be rude yes. on stage. Or horrible. Or rude or horrible. Mm. That's interesting. I did a really interesting improv workshop with um, John Creamer once. Oh, yeah. And he trying to make me need to people on stage, which was great. He was like, you're, you're nice, and like, you need to stop being nice. Really? It was fascinating. Wow. It was re and really enjoyable. Really enjoyable being horrible to me. Yeah. Well, I know. I was like, oh my gosh. Now I understand why horrible people have such a good time in life. <laughs> but he, one exercise, he would do a scene and he'd come up and whisper something in my ear that I then have to say as part of the scene. Yeah. An author, it really would go against everything that yeah, yeah. I would normally do, so it was really good for me. Yeah. Wow, that sounds but really interesting. I, as, as, with regards to stand up, I can be maybe rude or. I'm still not keen on being horrible. Yeah. Like that's not, but if the character is a bit obnoxious in a particular way, I feel I can do that as a character, but not as right. me. Okay. What would my mother say? <laughs> Is your mother likely to come and watch you do stand-up? No, actually. No. <laughs> and what would your mother say if she came along and saw you uh, being horrible or mainly rude uh, in character? I mean, you know. Um, she probably, you know, she'd just go, oh, I'm busy. Really? <laughs> just wanting, you know, I think that's what she'd say. And she, would, she, would she be, she'd be surprised or would she resign to it now? I think she'd be surprised. She doesn't, they haven't watched me do a lot of performance. I've seen me do plays and things like that, and I'll come in August to the improv shows. Right, slightly. I think I need to get a bit, you know, have my set down a bit more for. But her name is Jazzy Janice, that's my character name. Right, yes. Let's talk about Jani, Jazzy Janice. Jazzy Janice. <laughs> I can't even say. That's not a good sign, is it? If people can't say my character name. <laughs> Jazzy Janice? Yes. I said it second time round, that's. And she's from the 1980s. She is. She's an 80s pop star sensation. Wow! I just love the yeah. idea of this. Yeah. So uh, and she's part. It's, she's returned as part of a comeback tour. <laughs> right. Lovely, so, lovely, lovely. Um, it's 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 a real joy actually because I was quite young in the 80s, but I really appreciate it now, and like I've always enjoyed 80s music, and it's just really nice to have references and then kind of relate them to modern day as well and then just see how and also like getting to wear an 80s costume nice is amazing <laughs> like i think describe for the listener your name. 80s costume because I, okay, so, I we know you're obsessed with this sort of yeah. thing and approaching yeah. life through you know what through people costume. are wearing yeah, yeah costume. absolutely um it's an all-in-one 
where the, it has kind of black trouser sections which have slits in them. So should one wish to lunge, right. you get a lovely section of the thigh reveal. Right, it's lovely. Um, but on the top it's silver lame. Lovely. I mean, you just can't get better than that. <laughs> in life generally. If I could wear that every day, <laughs> I'd be happy. I really would. And like, you know, a nice belt, glitter tights, little glitter heels, big hair, yeah. earrings, pink eyeshadow. Lovely. Fun. Yes. Fun. When you say lunge, what do you mean lunge. by lunge? <laughs> you know, one leg forward, like, because you never know what you're going to do on stage, do you? <laughs> I think last night, I did, I ended up doing, um, if you've ever done ballet, I did a wide and open second position. Right. And did um, a kind of, um, yeah, an open, which is when you, you have your legs quite wide apart and then you drop down. Right. <laughs> teach ballet. No, no, it's good, it's yeah, good, so I feel like I've learned. People got to see both legs. Wow. Uh, there was no reason for me for doing it. <laughs> Absolutely none. I think I was probably trying to remember my next line. Oh, students! There we go. And moving on. So where did where did Janice come from? Is it just your love of the 1980s, or I've, she's been in my head for a little while? Right. And originally, I thought maybe she would be a jazz artist. Right. That would do modern pop songs in a slightly appalling jazzy way. Wow. But she might, she might do a second album. Yeah, no, I definitely that. think that's uh, when she gets more the creative potential. control, she's going to yeah. want to do the yeah. jazz album. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's. But the, the more I started to write, I, I found actually let's keep her as kind of eighties. Let's make her eighties pop star um, and have that as the jazzy because and then she can do things like jazz exercise. <laughs> she, because obviously she had her own DVD, oh well, or the video. Video, yes. <laughs> so, there's so much, there's so much potential. And the like, costumes again, really. Yes, mainly costumes. The high cut later. <laughs> and I love the fact that um, once again you've got a name and you're using the name as inspiration because you know she's jazzy uh, Janice yeah. and then like you're using the jazzy and then you're spinning that off in other directions so as well. Options. Yeah, I mean if you're making a character that thinks the name Jazzy Janice is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> then that kind of opens up a whole world, doesn't it? <laughs> so describe to me your, your, your writing process then because mm. I'm fascinated by things that are written down um, because, yep. you know, I improvise, but I don't do much writing. And it's like, well, how? How? How, <laughs> yes. If you could just explain to me how I could do that, that would be well, really I helpful. Do, I do most of my writing by improvising, actually. Oh, right. I think about stuff for quite a long time. Um, last year, I made a show called Nell Wins History Laid Bare. And I've been thinking about it for about two years. Um, but when it came to actually putting, obviously, because it's a history show, I had to be factually correct, so I've been doing a lot of research. And when it came to actually putting it on its feet, I found the best way was to just have all the different facts kind of in front of me, but to improvise my way through, if I had a particular topic I wanted to discuss in the show, then I would improvise my way through the facts, and then write it down quickly afterwards, right, often yes. recording it, and then just refining it by improvisation, really. I think that's... One of the amazing things about improvising is that it can stimulate different um, scenes. Different, like it doesn't have to be made up on the on the spot and never seen again. Right. Yes. You can make something up, and that can then be written down and progress into a whole show that yes. is scripted. Yes. Um, it, it's, a, it's a really useful tool, really, yes. isn't it? Yes. So it that's is. that, that's how I do, that's how I work, and that's also how I do um, the, the writing for the stand-up stuff that I've started doing. 
is just to have an idea, talk as that person, and jot down what worked and what didn't. Right. Often means I spend a lot of time by myself, locked in a room, talking. <laughs> And how do you tell if it works and if it doesn't work if you don't? Well, you don't. That's the thing about stand-up. Like, I was talking to someone earlier going, the only way to really, like, I think you have an idea about what, a lot of um, the jokes on my talk at the moment I think are quite panto still. Right. I think I'm still at that kind of level of humour. <laughs> so I know roughly what will get a bit of a laugh. Right. Um, but there's some that you just have to do it in front of an audience and yeah. see what works. And what I'm learning is that often just doing a set in a different order might make some things work yeah. and turning jokes around the delivery and the timing yeah. and oh, it's so much harder <laughs> you think it'd be easier because you've got all the jokes written down beforehand but then and also really good stand-up makes it look so easy yes yes and I love it when people go oh you know they just made it up and it's like no, no, they really didn't just make it up. That's been honed, and they've done that lots of times before, yes. and they've... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, but they still make it look like it's on the spot, which is such an amazing skill. Yes. Like, so, oh, it's good, it's good. Uh, one day I'll get to that. I got a few, it was quite funny, last night I got a few groans. Like, really? Oh, I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, I know you're expanding your range of, uh, you know... Better than silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm progressing. Yes, That's how I took it. exactly. I groaned and I did a lunge. I did an open second position. That was roughly my set. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I need to expand my uh, ballet moves. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's call upon. If I don't get any reaction, I'm just stood there like an idiot. But uh, we can, we'll, we'll practice that later. That'll be, yeah, no, that, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be good. It's been a while since I've done any properly. Really? Yeah. I've never done it, you see, and I know it's the basis of all dance, really. Core, give you core, yeah. and your posture. Yes. Yeah. Right. It gives you very strong legs. That's, that's good. I, I'd like strong legs. <laughs> strong legs would be. I mean, I haven't prioritised it, but I think you know, as opposed to weak legs, I'm definitely in the favour of. Climbing stairs. Yes. Yes. And I, <laughs> I climb stairs an average amount. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, I've gone off on a right tangent. <laughs> Um, what no, that? Yeah, stand up and writing. So that's what I do. I use improvisation as a writing tool. And it's really helpful. Really helpful. And also, I think, it helps get you out of your head when you're writing. I should say when I'm writing. I can easily get quite bogged down and when I'm writing and go, oh, that's not quite right or anything like that. But when you're voicing something, then it can often fall into a much more natural rhythm. Right, yes. It's so that what I found when I was first trying to write the Nell Gwynn show, for example, is that it, it turned into a lecture. Really? <laughs> I was doing a historical lecture, whereas actually I wanted it to be kind of more a cabaret comedy show. <laughs> and I was basically just delivering. lecturing people and delivering facts. So it's a way of breaking out of that as well. That's my big fear, and one of the reasons I haven't done stand-up is that I would fear that people would come away knowing more about the subject than not actually having laughed. <laughs> so they'd have been like, well, that was, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm that's, that's very nice. <laughs> It's very nice of you to say, uh, but I just I worry that it would be, you know, well, that was really educational. I feel like I've grown as a person, yeah, but like do, yeah, not, but not do actually love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's been I think the most terrifying thing I've done, but the most interesting in yes. terms of like being really brutally honest with yourself and having to sit down and go that worked, that didn't. Yes. And I think when you're 
used to working in improv now because previously to improv I did a lot of burlesque, so I was used to working by myself, and now I'm better again at working in a team and then working by myself again for stand up. It's it's good to have that diversity, I think, and it's it, it's interesting. It's worth doing. Yes. Even if you find you don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, if you try these things and it doesn't work, yeah. then you just know, well, I then it doesn't work. I have to get something else. Yeah. Yeah. Something else. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned your burlesque work. Yes. How did you get into burlesque? Um, oh, 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 sorry, before we start this, yes. this is the one question I have prepared. Okay. Okay. When people are involved in burlesque, mm-hmm. do they get as annoyed when people mention Dieter von Tees <laughs> as improvisers get when people mention whose lines anyway? Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's an interesting question now. Right, okay. Dita Wanties is very good at what she does. I don't do her kind of burlesque. I never did. Because I tried to do comedy burlesque. Right. Um, so if you're into your classical burlesque, then yes, she is wonderful. However, if you're not into your classical burlesque, she might not be the the one that you're aiming for in your career. Shall I put it that way? She, I never aspired to be her. I aspire to be um, like some of my contemporary performers at the time, something like those um, Audacity Foot Spa, um, just amazing comedy performers who's also a wonderful clown. So like, it's just a different style of performance and that I was aspiring to be like. Is that? I think that's the perfect answer, and also could be the same answer given to the whose line is it anyway thing. They're brilliant at what they do, they're probably the best at what they do, but I don't aspire to be like that. I'm doing something else. Yes, yeah. And it's the way in which you have any kind of subculture, and if you're not in that subculture, then it all seems to be the same. But as soon as you get into that subculture, you're all going, well, that's different. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. And I'm not saying she's not good at what she does, because she is, and she's done an amazing job of making it more widespread as well. Like, everyone kind of knows who she is nowadays, I think, yes. which is helpful. But when they think of her and then they come and see me doing it, <laughs> it could be a bit problematic sometimes. Yeah. So, um, you, uh, you say you uh, involve comedy when you do it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really do burlesque so much now. I do right. burlesque in the sense that I still parody, and that, that for me, burlesque is about parody and comedy and theatre. Ah, right. Um, kind of the, the striptease side was always the last 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to do that, aren't I? Sorry. There you go. <laughs> and it would normally be some kind of comedy like, ending as well, like with just silly. I used to make... Um, because you, you wear either nipple tassels or pasties in burlesque, and sometimes I'd have like a slice of lemon on one and a small bottle of gin on the other, and then I'd take out a... I did once have um, a glass that would fold down. I used to have one of them stuck to one boot, gin to the other, and then have some ice in a hat. So I'd make a little gin and tonic at the end of the hat. You know, just because it's silly, isn't it? Like, you cannot stand on stage and just be like, oh, I just couldn't... Some people can do it. I could never take myself seriously enough. So I try and have some kind of comedy ending. Right, and a drink. Yeah. And, um. <laughs> and a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I did, I did tassel now and then. Uh, but <laughs> that's a strange thing to say, isn't it? Uh, but not so much. Yeah. So what, um, what kind of drew you towards... Because you've already said you were shy. Yes. I think I'm one of those performers that was very shy and so that's why they did performance right. because it was um, I could be 
all the people that I really wanted to be, like right. all the confident people, I could be that when I was being me. By being a character on stage, I could do all the things that I would like to do, but my shyness told me that. I know that's a weird, that's... No, no, no. A lot of people find that, that they just don't really understand how shy and performing work. They just assume that all performers are extroverts. But a lot of performers are introverts as well. And it's a way of expressing, really. And yes. That it is possible to be both. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I entirely understand that. And how, when you're on stage, um, it's very... Uh, there are parameters and you understand the situation and you know you're able to be free in a way that you aren't in everyday life yes so, yes. yes and I, I think it's I was always someone that I knew I wanted to perform I just had to get past that barrier of being shy and so I've just pushed myself in to feel uncomfortable in as many situations as possible basically really? so you get over that fear wow so you just do it anyway yes just do it and actually when i turned 30 i had hypnotherapy because i blushed so much um and i was like right i'm getting over this now i still blush all the time but i don't care anymore. right okay and it's just interesting now i think that's i've turned 30 and I'm right that's it i want to do this i want to be a performer i want to do comedy i want to do it well and just like right tick 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 let's do it Wow. I can't remember the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was about being shy. And, um, and yes. uh, it's interesting you went to hypnotherapy, though. So they, mm. they, so you, you, you still blush, but you yeah. don't care anymore. Yes. And, well, that's that why I called myself the ginger blush, because I was so worried I would blush on stage, but actually yeah. I never blush on stage. That's interesting. I don't, because I think I'm not being me. Right. Oh my god, what do I say? No, no, that's really interesting. Yeah. So. I, like, I can't, um, I used to work at the library and we'd have big meetings and if anyone turned and asked for my opinion on anything, I'd be beat you. I can't cope with that at all. Hmm. But on stage I can do, like, silly voices, silly, like, yeah. I'm fine now. But in that situation, isn't it strange? Yes. How the mind works. But now I don't care anyway. <laughs> right, I'll ask. I've been hypnotised. <laughs> That solved all your problems. Does, it did really help, actually. Yeah. Yeah, really helped. Ah. I do highly recommend it. Right, cool. Well. I mean, it's not for everyone, is it? But even yes. if it's psychosomatic, it worked. Yes. I don't care how it worked, it just worked. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about, uh, suggest that, so if you play roles on stage, is it possible for you to play roles when you're not on stage? But if you've solved all your problems with therapy anyway, it doesn't really matter, does oh, it? Oh, I wish I had. <laughs> Couldn't afford to go through all of them. <laughs> and if you solved all your you problems, mean. you wouldn't be a performer. But, true. <laughs> I need a bit of angst. <laughs> um, but you mean so in, I think in different situations, everyone puts on an act and set. Like if I'm teaching a workshop, for example, I go in as the teacher. Yes. And that is the role I'm playing that day. Yes. So then it's fine. Yes. But if I were to go in as the student and suddenly all all the people turn around to look at me at one point, then I'll blush. Alright, okay, yes. But I just don't care anymore. Cool. Does that make sense? Not really, but that's how it is. That makes sense. Yeah. But improv has helped tons with it as well. Yeah. Just um, breaking out of that kind of shyness worry and just having fun with it. And because you get lost in the play, don't you? Hmm. You just enjoy it so much that you find yourself doing these things that yeah. afterwards I can't believe <laughs> I was just a dinosaur. <laughs> Talking about finance. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I always try, after we do classic candy shows, I always write up the different scenes so oh, that yeah. we can keep a track of what we've done. And I love doing it because when you try and then when you look a few months later at to try and work out what on earth that scene was again, like the one with the polos, or like, <laughs> what does that even mean? You just create a vast amount of yes. wonderfulness that to the outside world is just hilarious. Uh, that's interesting. So you record it. So you're not using it as a tool, as a learning tool. It's more just a kind of a, a record of what's happened. The shows, the classic yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah um, it's a record of what's happened, how we feel at the end of each show. Um, if something, like if we did loads of really good callbacks, it's also really good to, something we're trying to do more of now, to be really positive. Like yes. everything we did that was... Like, that was really good, and that was really good, and that really worked. Yes. And, like, it, it's as important to be to know everything positive as to yes. everything like, oh, um, we overran, or, you know, so, yeah. stuff like that, you know, just, or that didn't quite link in with that, but, you know, overall it, it did, and you know, just to have an, an honest view of the set and hmm. and to keep track of everything, and to watch your progress, because yes. it's an amazing, it's something that you don't necessarily notice when you're within the group. But when you look back over everything you've done, yeah. and even since 2015, like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's that, and I'm really proud. <laughs> Good, you should be, you should really be. really proud of them, and us, and everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. easy, it's amazing how um, things get normalised. So, for some people... Yes. Yeah, no, um, I'll let you... <laughs> you <laughs> I disagree. Uh, yes, and... Um, I did the yes, but I didn't answer. <laughs> that's fair enough, that'll teach me. Um, so yeah, you know, so for some people just doing a, uh, you know, improv class, turning up and doing an improv class is a major thing. Mm, and then, yes. you know, joining a group is a major thing. Mm. And then performing is a major step. And then once you've been in a group and performed quite a lot, yeah. somehow it becomes commonplace, but it's not yes. commonplace. It's <laughs> not, and it's such an amazing achievement as well. And to watch other people's progress as well is also wonderful. It's like these little flowers, yeah. blooming. That's nice. I mean, it must be amazing for like all the teachers at Hoopa and all the teachers everywhere to watch people really like literally yeah. love them. Yeah. I mean, it must be yeah. such a lovely feeling for them. Yes. Because <laughs> I mean, they just, you know, they get to make these students and, oh, is that the light? Do we have to go soon? No, I don't think so. No. I think we're okay. just entering. Uh, is this some kind of romantic time? <laughs> have we just hit romantic time Half in the cafe? Half six is romantic time <laughs> at the ICA. <laughs> I think I've got some I hope food lighting comes on next. <laughs> I'll start singing it if not. <laughs> well, there's a little soundtrack I prepared. Because <laughs> I like uh, to make my guests feel really awkward. That's a real thing I aim for. That would be, I'd like that. I'd be totally up for that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, um, I mean, I, I don't come here often enough to have that kind of sway, unfortunately. <laughs> Although I might do in the future. Hey, Carla. <laughs> Soundtrack number four. Yes. <laughs> and they'd be like, you sure? <laughs> sure no, no, number four. Oh, right, it's like I'm the golf caddy. It's like, number four. You reckon number three? Okay, number three. Pulls a lever. I don't play golf. I don't play golf either. Oh, <laughs> my entire knowledge of golf is gained from um, Goldfinger, the James Bond film. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's... Uh, it's uh, I don't know why I've started talking about <laughs> golf. Because... Uh, I, I'm not even sure the depiction of golf in a James Bond film is to be trusted. Few other aspects of life are. Yeah. So I don't know why I think they're going to have got golf exactly right <laughs> if they don't get anything else exactly realistic. I'm now going down like some kind of theme of women in like beautiful outfits playing golf and then 
just like I, I don't even really know. I, 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 I'm really enjoying your version of Goldfinger much more. Than <laughs> <laughs> and also, like maybe in, instead of the balls, when instead of the balls going down, like they go into the hole, but then they get shot out at an angle that it then hits the person on the head and it kills them. Oh. Or that obviously that the golf club is a gun. Oh. Or like a poison dart. Yes, that's that's in keeping yes. with the genre, certainly, yeah, yes. That would work, wouldn't it? Yes. Or like you just get trained golf killers who can just angle instead of aiming for the hole, they're aiming yeah, for the person. Kill, kill the people. It seems yeah, like a nice people. And, and, but it's an accident, isn't it? Yeah. Your version of golf thing is much better than the original, <laughs> it definitely is. Um, I'm not gonna... And maybe golf in general as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've improved golf. You've improved golf. Yeah, complaints now. How dare you talk negatively about golf? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many golfers listen to this podcast. <laughs> and um, I don't know. If you're a golfer, do tweet at Improv London. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, just, just so we know that we've upset. If you've been upset by Emma or I's comments about golf, please do tweet. I'm sure it's lovely. I just haven't ever played it. No. Played crazy golf. That's fun. Yes. Yeah. Not recently, though, to be fair. I can't imagine it's changed much. Nice ball tea. But I did enjoy it. Do you think the sport's moved on? (laughs) It's very competitive now. Really, yeah. People, a lot more more professional people, you can't just go and have a a go, get the ball into the windmill because it's all pro. uh, I wonder if it's all computerised now. Computerised crazy golf. Like, all things used to spin, didn't it? Yeah. I think there's different levels you can do. I would imagine it's classic technology. (laughs) And, you know, you can't improve on it. And also, it's usually outdoors, isn't it? It and is. So yeah. I would say... Too many electrics. That's yeah. Great. Not a good idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what would you like to talk about next? I don't know. I'm just trying to look through my list. <laughs> What's inspiring to you? Well, it's worth. Um, I mean, these words, to be fair, these words probably don't mean much to you. No, so they all sound good. Um, okay, so. Um, uh, um, it's good. Uh, let's talk about. Um, uh, what's that one say? That says understudy ASM. So when right. I graduated from uh, university, I did a performing arts degree. I um, fell into acting because I came away without having done like an end of like performance, performance, an right. end of um, so, degree, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they took all the money out. Of <gasps> so um, I kind of left university, did a TM tour, um, just faffed around for a bit, and then my friend who worked in a production company went on holiday, so I covered him. And the director that happened to be working there at the time got me working on a show, and um, then I ended up um, dressed as a nurse, actually, in that show. And that was kind of how I got into acting. Right. And being an understudy ASM, and then um, I eventually, and I was ASM in that show, and then there was um, an amazing director that um, he's called Joe Harmston. Um, he was uh, delightful and employed me as an understudy in different shows. Um, where I learned so much about acting, much more about acting, actually watching other performers uh, rehearse and perform than I ever did at university, I think, in, in truth. I think watching yes. is, is much better than reading a book about it. Yes. Like You have to see yes. it in action. And seeing how different people approach text. Um, so I'm very grateful to him for that. And yeah, that's how, what I spent the first 
think five or six years doing after I graduated. Different uh, West End shows and tours around the country. It was great. And then when I wasn't doing that, I'd be a dresser. Wow. So I would dress on different shows, which was wonderful. Quite stressful at times. What does a dresser, what does that involve? It it does exactly what it says on the tin. Right. So you know when there's quick changes in a show, like an actor walks off and then they come on 20 seconds later or something very different. Yes. You have dressers in the wings who are stripping them down and redressing them <laughs> in a much more <laughs> elegant way than that. You're helping, you're helping yeah, a, yeah, yeah. An, an actor change very quickly. Ah, right. And also, um, if it's a big musical, then um, I worked on High School Musical. Oh, right, cool. And I helped um, with all the male chorus. Um, that was very costume heavy. Yes. Um, and so I would just pile the chairs up with different costumes in the right order and then you hand them different bits as they go along. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we did, we used to do a 13 second quick change. Wow. Um, out of like, um, oh, how did they, what did they call it? I think they, I hate to say it, but I think they used it as nerdy costume. Right. Into sports costume. Right. So it's just kind of, you have such a beautifully choreographed routine. Yes. That you, and everyone's involved, the actors involved. There were two dresses on that and then 13 seconds later they're back on in a, in the sports kit. Wow. It's great. You get an adrenaline rush from it. It's, <laughs> a real, it's a real skill. There's some shows yeah. that I can't work out how they've done the yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love, I really enjoyed working backstage. I learned so much about theatre in general yeah. that I think it's made me um, appreciate how the theatre works much more because right. I understand how much work yes. <laughs> is involved. Yes. Like, it's all very well as an actor walking onto a set going, yes. oh, this is lovely. Yes. But, like now, having seen people put up sets, take sets down, I used to do props and uh, mark up the stage and help with tech shows and yeah. tech runs. And having that level of um, just realizing how much how much hard work yeah. is involved, yeah. um, literally blood, sweat, and tears going yeah, yeah, into productions. Yeah. It, it was, I think, it's been very beneficial. And also, it meant that when I now put on my own shows, I can provide, I understand what tech was needed to send off to the theatre in advance. Yes. I've got, I mean, I'm not great <laughs> by any time. I've just got a bit, I understand a bit more, yes. which um, I think is quite a, a really good position to be in when producing your own shows, because it also means I think about how long, how much tech I'm likely to have right. before yes. the show, and yes. I'll make the show work. In that right. Respect. Yes. Yes. Like I don't having been a stage manager, I don't want to make a stage manager's life hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will try and make work of pieces and shows that are stage manager friendly. Yes. As yes. much as I can, and that's actually quite a good way of stripping back extra faffiness yes. in a show. Because yeah. I used to in my burlesque outfits. I mean, I used to wear an ironing board. <laughs> and that was such a faff to carry around. In the end, I was really lucky. I got someone to weld, cut to cut the legs off, weld it, and then I'd screw it all together when I got to the venue, so it would fold up into a suitcase. <laughs> but um, like I used to turn up with massive suitcases for five-minute acts. Yeah, yeah, but now yeah. when I make shows, I make sure they fit in a suitcase right, as much excellent. as I can, so that it's you know it's more reliant on me creating characters now. Than having props yes. in a show. Yes. Not that's a bad thing. No, 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 and, no. And um, they're no. great and they have their place. But yes. when it's me on a train getting yes. to a venue, <laughs> I need to be able to do that without breaking my back. Yes, definitely. Yes. No, it's <laughs> really. I don't drive either, so yeah. I don't. I can't drive a lorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really interesting um, having that theatrical understanding of 
um, well, improv shows and, and theatre in general, but um, particularly I'm interested in, you know, trying to bring more theatre to improv. And I'm not even quite sure necessarily what I mean by that, but, you know, just, you know, I don't know, doing all those things that I think I would have learnt if I'd learnt how to do it. If, like, <laughs> if, if I'd, like, properly trained as an actor or something like that. Okay. I think there's probably things I would do, but I don't do because I don't. Okay, but I, I hear what you're saying, but I also think there's positive there's, that it's quite good to not know what they are right. sometimes because I think sometimes you can get too caught up in that and really? then you're lost. You, you should be in the moment yes. in the scene, yes. but if you're thinking, oh, I, about technique or uh, I need to be in my light or whatever, I mean, yes. generally you're in a light anyway. In, yes. Improv, but I, I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's a bad thing at all, uh, and that's another. One of the many other things I love about improv <laughs> is you don't need to come from an acting background. Yes. It's not important, yes. and at all, you just have to be willing to to try it and yes. go for it. Yes. And I think it's a an element of perform like it's it's a whole world of performance where you, you can come from any background. You can do yes. any day job. You can do anything at all. Um, but you'll come together as a group or in scenes or anything, and it doesn't matter. Yes. It, like you can leave your whole life outside the door and just come in and have fun and you don't need to be relying on like acting school or anything <laughs> like that. Just, also just because you've been to acting school doesn't mean you're any better than someone who hasn't as well. Mm. Yeah. Well I feel better about my life choices now. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. But like I did a drama degree but I've learned much more about performance just by getting up and doing it. And in improv, I've learnt so much more about myself as a performer yes. through improv, and I'm much happier on the stage now. They can't shut me up on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> but even when I do stand up, because I also started doing improv because when I was doing burlesque, I was talking to the audience quite a bit, but I would be like, oh, they're talking back, I don't know what to say, and I'd freeze, like mentally I'd block, yes. but improv has really helped just have a have a reply, you know, just go with the flow, just listen and respond truthfully to what they said. Yes. And that has um, reflected again now in the stand-up, because when I'm doing a performance, if someone laughs at something in particular, then I'm more than happy to, like, go and have a chat with that person <laughs> and make a little, like, one-liner joke with them. Yes. You know, obviously including the whole audience. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I'm not scared of that audience interaction anymore, because improv has really helped get past that fear barrier in my brain see it's just amazing it's amazing it? it's so good and you know what? i think it's also helped me stand up for myself a bit more um like when <laughs> like when the bus driver didn't stop at my stop the other week i will happily go up and say excuse me uh you've missed my stop whereas before i'd be too shy to do that really? just sit down. but i think impulse really helped me just go for it yes Oh, I'm sure my teachers are really proud of me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. That's brilliant. That sounds like a final, that sounds like a summing up. That Does sounds it? like a, <laughs> this is what improv has taught me. This is how, this is what it's changed. It really, it has changed me so much, for the better, in every, every way. It's made me a better performer. I think it's made me a better person. Um, it's made me have so much more fun, uh, relax, and I think it's made me more productive as well in terms of making other work and performance work it's 
We're already going. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was brilliant. That's our conclusion. To summarise. To summarise. The conclusion is, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> this. That's improv! <laughs> <laughs>